I get more nervous in this room than anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good one? There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on my the Angela Yee's getting her face beat. What up, Charlemagne? Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. It definitely is Friday. What's happening? I'm glad that it's Friday. I'm tired. You and me both. I'm always tired, though. You and me both. I got a crazy weekend this weekend, too. Of course, my daughter turned 18 on Wednesday. So it's a school day, so we couldn't celebrate. So we're actually celebrating this weekend. So tonight I'm taking her and her friends out to a, a, a dinner. After that, I'm taking them to see D.O. Hughley at uh, Caroline's this weekend to have some comedy. Then I got them all in the hotel room in the city so they can have like a little girl's uh, sleepover. Mm. I'll be in the room next door, though. Funny is funny, right? Yes. Um, but I wonder if she would find D.L. Hughley funny. D.L. Hughley is hilarious. He's one of my favorite people in the world, but I'm also 41 years old. So right. I wonder if an 18-year-old girl would find D.L. Hughley funny. Uh, I think... Just because some of the references might be a little yeah. older, things she don't know. You know right. what I'm saying? I don't. Th- I think that won't, that's not going to be the problem. You know what the problem is going to be? What's the problem? Her white friends are not going to understand what D.L. Hughley oh, might be saying. yes, yes. <laughs> Take those young white kids to see D.L. Hughley. That might that's be a little bit of a problem. About. You know, they, that might be a little confusing. They might learn something. That might get a little racy, a I'm little spicy. That. I'm with that. Record that if you can. <laughs> <laughs> my, daughter, my daughter's friends might be a little shocked, shell shocked. Oh, yeah, record that if you can, please. But it, it'd be a little fun, so that, that's that's what we're going to do. So I'm taking them out this weekend. And then uh, this weekend I'm headed to Atlanta to do my real estate thing. Um, teaching, you know, I try to teach the community about real estate, generational wealth, how to get in the real estate game. There's so many people out there that do these seminars and charge people thousands of dollars and really get people, and that's not what I try to do. I really want people to learn. I, I go to these places where I'm bidding for properties, and I never see anybody that looks like me. So the fact that I'm trying to teach people how to do it because we got to start owning our community. So I'll be in Atlanta this Sunday. Oh, knock it off. You know the Breakfast Club is anti-black. You ain't doing nothing for your community, okay? Where do you knock get that from? Knock it off. Get, where Listen, you get that from? I don't have nothing to do this weekend, okay? I'm going to therapy today <laughs> at 2.30, and then I'm resting my black ass at home all weekend long and uh, indulging in this thing called Disney Plus. Okay. All right? That's what I'm about to do. Well, you enjoy your little Disney you Plus with right. your anti-black self. You're taking me a mental health break this weekend, okay? Because I've been running. I've been in three cities in one weekend and two cities in one weekend in this coast and that coast. I ain't got time for well, all cry that. me a river. I'm not crying. I'm happy. All right. Life is good. I just know when to disconnect. All right. Well, Michael Rubin will be joining us this morning. He's uh, a partner of the 76. They don't call themselves owners anymore, but uh, he he's a part owner, but they don't say owner, so partner. A partner just sounds stupid to me, but whatever they want to call him. Yeah, he's a partner in the 76. He's mm-hmm. also... Um, uh, part of the Reform Alliance Committee. Correct. You know, with uh, Jay-Z and Van Jones Meek and Mill. Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. And he's, a, he's he's what I would call a white ally. He is a white ally. He's definitely a white ally. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, comedian Flame Monroe. Wow. Driving the clues bomb from Flame Monroe. Uh, if you've seen Tiffany Haddish's Day Ready special on Netflix, then you've seen Flame Monroe. Flame Monroe is a uh, trans... I don't know what is I don't know if it's gender or trans woman, but he's a he's a member of the trans community. But f- forget all that. Uh, 
hilarious. Yes. Okay? Yes. <laughs> At the end of the day, all I want to know is somebody funny or are they not. You're a comedian. That's, that's, what, you, that's what you're presenting as to me. Correct. I, I don't know. Everything else you may be presenting as is cool, but when you say you're a comedian, are you funny? I personally find Flame Monroe hilarious. I think you will, too. All right. So we'll kick it with Flame as well. All right. Now let's get the show cracking. Front page news is next. Like I said, Angela Yee is uh, getting her face beat. You know, I called Angela Yee this morning, right? I never call. I never call my coworkers in the morning. But I called. I was like, "Yo, you coming to work?" Because I'm not doing rumors or front page news. Are you coming? She's like, "Hello." I'm like, "Yo, you coming to work?" She was like, "Yes." I'm like, "Get up! It's time to go." So I actually woke her up. So I guess she'll be here in a second. Front page news. I don't know what we're talking about, but Melo is signed with a team. I'm gonna tell you something, man. Carmelo Anthony uh, signed with the Trailblazers. Uh, Colin Kaepernick hopefully will be signed by next week. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump keeping promises. What? Keeping black people Donald, working? Donald Trump keeping Yo, promises. shut up, man. Yo, shut up, man. <laughs> Donald Trump keeping promises. We'll talk about black that. Black unemployment rate is decreasing. Yo, shut up, Try man. I put a clue bomb for Donald Trump. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we come back. And there was a huge fight on the football field last night. Somebody got hit smacked in the head with a helmet. We'll talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yo. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. First of all, Carmelo Anthony has signed to a new team. And I'm so excited about that. He signed to the Trailblazers. Listen, I'm happy Carmelo Anthony has signed, but I think it's disrespectful when guys like Carmelo Anthony uh, have to sign these non-guaranteed contracts. Like Carmelo Anthony, uh, you know, the Olympic champion, who knows how many times All Star? I don't. I, I used to at least get the veterans minimum. Yeah. Non guaranteed deals. I don't like that. Yeah, non guaranteed deals until until what January? If he if he stays on a team to January, then he gets a come on man a daily. It sounds Dude, crazy. I don't, but I don't like that for Melo. At least get a brother the veterans minimum. At least, but yo, I'm happy that I'm happy he's know, playing. He's on the squad. Drop, Absolutely. Drop on the clues bond for the guy called Melo Anthony. Yes, it made me happy last night when I seen that. Also, and hopefully Kaepernick will get signed next week after this uh, workout tomorrow. So, you know, just got to drop one of the clues bombs for Donald Trump for keeping promises. Don't you dare. Black unemployment rate decreasing. Don't you dare. And also, uh, last night, the Browns beat the Steelers 21-7. Now, uh, the Steelers tried to fight off the Browns, literally. Um, that was a, it was a fight I've never seen before in NFL football. If you don't know, the quarterback was sacked. The quarterback and the guy that sacked him, I can't pronounce his name, um, were kind of tussling. on the, Miles, Garrett? Miles Garrett? Yeah. They Who were, got sacked? Baker Mayfield? No, no, Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Oh, so Mason, oh, for the, uh, the Steelers quarterback. Steelers quarterback okay. got sacked, and uh, they started tussling. The the Cleveland Browns guy took his helmet off and then smacked him over the head with his helmet. Miles Garrett took his helmet off. Yes, yeah, sm- smacked him over the head with his helmet. So hold on, he took his helmet off. He took the quarterback's helmet off. And then smack the quarterback with his own helmet. Smack the quarterback with the helmet. Drop on the clues bombs for creativity, baby. Don't, don't you dare. <laughs> what you mean? That's, you cre- that's creative. I've never seen that before in my life. And the quarterback probably didn't look, see that look, coming. Look, 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 Definitely didn't see it coming. He swung in and caught him, too. It wasn't like it was a... He, no. Oh, now. What am I seeing here? You said that. I thought you said that they took the quarterback's helmet off. They did the take the quarterback. Yes, that's what it is. That's the quarterback right there about to get hit in the head with the helmet. You see the helmet in there? Oh, got you, got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Well, he is going to get suspended for that. They just said they don't know how long yet. So did they take the helmet off or did his helmet fall off? No, he took it off. After he got sacked, he picked the he picked the quarterback up by his helmet, ripped it off. That's dope. The quarterback was was wild and he smacked him with the helmet. That's dope. That's like taking somebody's belt off and then spanking them with it. That's pretty much what, <laughs> what, what, what they Yeah, belt. that's pretty much what, what it seemed like. You watching the video now, you showing them the video? It's, it's, it's disrespectful. The stupidest thing in the world is when NFL players throw punches at people's heads with helmets, and they got on. helmets on. Yeah, like that doesn't make I mean, any sense. I understand it's just instinct, but come on. What else are we talking about, Yee? 
Uh, we were going to talk about the school shooting. Do we have time right now? Yeah, we could do the school shoot right fast. All right. There were two teenagers who were killed after a 16-year-old gunman, and it was his birthday, by the way, shot five classmates, and then also <laughs> shot himself. All of that within 16 seconds. The suspect's name is Nathaniel Burhow. This happened at Saugus High School in Santa Clarita. So the shooting began right before classes started. Some of the students were streaming out of the building. Other students were hiding. One student was hurt in the chaos and needed medical attention. They are still working to find out what was the motive behind this shooting. Did, did, did they say where the gun came from? Was it the parents? He pulled thing? it out of his backpack, but I don't know where it came from. Yeah, I, I was it thinking was that. It was 45. I was thinking happened. that this morning on the way to work. I was like, as parents, we got to do a better job if we have guns in the house to make sure our kids can't get the guns. And I know a lot of times we have teenagers and we'd be like, no, our teenagers are smart. They're bright. They would never do that. But we got to be extra careful and make sure they can't get to that gun. Because that was a 45 caliber gun. He shot, killed two kids and I don't think shot he's himself. dead, right? He's not dead, though, He's right? in grave condition, so he shot himself in the head, and mm. they said he is clinging to life right now. Sheesh. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, Ant? This is Ant. What's up, Ant? What's up, Ant? What's going on, Envy? What's up, brother? Get it off your chest, man. Hey, man, I'm mad about this Ant. I'm mad about this Carmelo thing, man. They take too long for us to put my guy back in the game. At least he's back on, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, stop being like that now. I, I, why do we do this? Like, we, we complain about him not being in the league. Then when he's back in the league, we say he take too long. It's only been three man, weeks. Long, the, the new he's season is only three man. weeks. He ain't got no championships, but he's a veteran. My, my guy's a legend. Yes. yes, and he's on the team. Can we celebrate that? He's on the Trailblazers now. Yeah, he's, he's on the team, man. Let's, let's support him, man. Yeah, you right, you right. <laughs> Angelique. Hey. What's good? What's, good? What's up? Nothing. Y'all doing good on this Freaky 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 Friday? Oh, yeah. And make sure oh, you yeah, tune in to Flame Monroe Friday. at 8 a.m. <laughs> All right? It's Freaky Freaky Friday oh, like man. you've never heard before. Hello, who's this? My name's Elias, man. I'm from Bushwick, from Brooklyn. Okay. You know, I'm just calling just to say it's a blessed message to all y'all. You know, I'm 24 years old, just opening up my contracting business. You know what I mean? I'm just calling just to connect with y'all, do y'all thing, and continue getting to this bag. Yo, Charlamagne was good. Peace, King. See what's going on. What's How up? You doing? Just make sure. So wait, you're a contractor now? That's great. Now let me tell you something. Your sure contractors you the never thing. take the amount of time you're supposed to take. You always take way longer. Are you going to be different? Now, I'm, my, my time, and I'm different. I'm young. We're young, we're moving. So far, my job's been going on. Everything's going smoothly. I can't complain. Don't take people's money, bro. Just do the right thing. We might need your help. Yeah. I appreciate that. And my, I want to give a shout-out to my company. These guys are doing their thing. It's BTB Renovations, LLC. We're doing it, man. We're doing it. It's New York, baby. All right, All right brother. Have a good one. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envy? It's your boy, Melo. Oh, Carmelo? Congratulations on yeah. going to the Trailblazers, bro. Yo, it's funny because that's actually where I get my nickname from. Like, people used to call me Carmelo, but I got into a car accident and lost my car, so then they just started calling me Mellow. They cut off the car part. But what? for real, I'm just happy that he's finally on the team for real, man. Me too, bro. Yeah, definitely, man. And yo, every shout out to your hair plugs. For real, they look great, bro. I don't care what nobody thinks. They not hair plugs. I don't know why. Yo, they hair plugs, they look great, bro. You keep lying, bro. You oh, got a trap toupee, right. and it's fine. I'm actually about to start a business called Trap Toupees, man. Emmy, did you dye your hair also? No, I didn't. You can see. No, look. It does look like you dyed it. I didn't do anything. I just cut it. Your, your, your barber, who I know personally, salute to Johnny. He's good at what he does, bro. Oh, boy. Okay, he is a magician. 
Johnny's been getting a lot of calls and asking for hair plugs, but he doesn't do hair plugs. I, I, uh, you yeah, because it's not hair plugs. It's something else. It's not, it's not I think nothing. we might just be, I think we might be uh, calling it the wrong thing. It may not be hair plugs, but it ain't real. Yes, it is. You know what? Forget it. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning, haters. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Marquis from Jersey. Marquis from Jersey. Get it off your chest, bro. Man, I'm calling in. I just want to say thank you to you, Charlemagne, and we, man. Y'all don't know how inspirational y'all have been in my life. Uh, over the last, like, five, six years, I, I had a lot going on. I just came home from prison listening to God. I was able to get my life on track. I drive tractor trailers now. I a new job because of Charlemagne's Black Privilege book, Opportunity Come to Those Who Create It. And I went out and left the job that I was with. Got a new job, twenty thousand dollar raise. Good. Um, I was able to send my little brother Charlemagne's book, and he's in prison right now. Like I said, I just went through a lot, and y'all are motivation every day. I listen to y'all every single day. I just want to say thank y'all, Envy. You helped me get my credit together. Listen to you talk about real estate. That got me, you know, my credit is A one now, and a lot of things. You guys really motivation. Angela Yee is like the boss of all bosses. Shout out to her. She's super dope. But Charlemagne. Really, like, that anxiety and all that, man. Like, I started uh, therapy. I go to therapy every other Monday now. Dope. And, you know, I, I went through a lot. Like, at 18, I had a little... My little brother was on a 10-year bid. My little cousin is dead. And they both turned 18 a month apart. Three months later, my little cousin was killed. And six months later, my little brother went to jail. Who was just dealing with that and, you know, shook ones and all that. And getting into therapy is really helping to become the best... Helping me become the best version of myself as possible. I'm proud. I'm, 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 I'm proud of you, my brother. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for uh, seeking some healing, man. Salute to you, and I can. I hope you continue to do the work, King. Man, thank you, thank you so much, Charlemagne. Charlemagne, I was wondering, um, like my brother's in prison, and like, how do I? Like, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find. Like, I don't know where. Like around me, I don't have bookstores. So I guess I like. Is your, is your book of like, do you have a personal website? Because I want to make sure it goes straight to you. I don't want no second party, nothing, getting any of the money because I definitely want to send that to my brother in prison. He read Black Privilege. And he's just ranting and raving, going nuts about I'm, it. I'm pretty sure you could do it on Amazon. You know what I mean? I mean, I I, okay. I, I, I can get your address and send them a, a, a paperback copy because you know they can only get paperbacks in jail. But put, okay. I put I put you on hold. I'm gonna get your address. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna send them a copy. Thank you, Charlemagne. Right. I really appreciate it. Hold on one second. Like, like, like 30 seconds. Hold on. He on 9-6. Hello, who's this? Man, it's your boy International Green from Houston, man. What's up, Greg? Get it off your chest, brother. Green, like the color green. Oh, green. What's up, green? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, chill. I want to say what's up to Charlemagne. Yee. What's up? What's up, Envy, man? I had a quick question, man. Man, what color is this kid that shot that school up? I believe he's, he's white. white. Nah, he was Asian. Oh, Asian, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was Asian. Was he Asian? Yeah, yeah he was Asian. Mm-hmm. He was Asian. Okay, there's, 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 there's two things that I think you know we gotta start looking out for as black people. You know, we got black on black crime. That's our main issue. And as far as the shooting up school things, man, we already know who controls that market. So I, I think we gotta kind of, you know, understand the monster to, in order to address the monster. You know what I mean? What's the monster? Talk so to me. Gotta, speak, speak freely, monster, sir. Speak freely, man. You're speaking in code, bro. What is the, what is the okay, monster? Okay. What are you talking about? The monster with, with amongst our black brothers and sisters, you know, we have an envious 
attitude towards each other. We always pull each other down. We always worry about what the other person's making. If he's making more than me, all that needs to be settled. We, at some point, we what that got to do with school shootings? Of each other. The school shooting leads to this. That that's our monster. Their monster is that most of the people that you see this happening is white people or. I've never heard I personally have never heard of the uh, uh, Asian person shooting up a school until yesterday oh yeah uh, Virginia Asian Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not saying you, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I've never heard of. Yeah, I don't know that Asian people are known for shooting up schools. Yeah, it's happened a couple of times. But if you look at yeah, they they they're in that market. They're starting to climb. They're the in chart. that market. In that market, man. This is not a, yeah, a, yeah, a album release, bro. I, I want to say like, but the but the, the main thing I want to say is, as far as school shootings and stuff like that, that's going on, that's constantly going on. If you know where it's coming from, if you know the area it's coming from. That needs that area needs to be targeted more because we our kids got to be safe at the end of the day. Oh, you are right though. The Asian in a, the in Virginia Tech was a Korean American. Hello. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, but that's world. I mean that's not proving your point. But you're correct about that. I mean, I'm, well, it is proving my point because I do believe that I believe that most. I believe that most in domestic. Order to stop this. Yes. Go ahead, Charlamagne. Sorry. No, I'm just saying I believe most domestic terrorists in America are white males. Yes, Vanilla ISIS is a real thing. I agree with you on that. But I'm not saying that that that's 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 targeting them for some reason. I'm just saying statistically wise, that's where I'm coming from. So if you want to combat this issue and keep kids safe, uh, search the white people. I mean, I'm sorry, not my bad. Goodbye, uh, Green. I okay, uh, <laughs> I don't know what this is about. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, now we're going to talk about some black girl magic. We'll be talking about the American Music Awards and the Grammys. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. Uh, my brother, Trap Toupee, just walked back in. <laughs> DJ Trap Toupee! I was brushing my hair. Oh, okay. Your hair might have been brushing you because it looks alive this morning. Sir. Now stop it, man. It looks alive. People are really believing you, man. Uh, they should. They should not. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Alicia Keys. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Colin Kaepernick has touched down, so he is getting ready for his big workout that's going to be happening on Saturday. Yesterday, he touched down in Atlanta to get ready for that workout. And um, some of the teams so far that have committed, because they're going to be actually meeting with 11 different teams, Arizona, Atlanta, Cleveland, Denver, Detroit, Miami, New England, the Giants, the Jets, Tampa Bay, and Washington, they are going to be attending. And they said it's only Thursday so far, so there's still, well, yesterday it was Thursday, so it's still until tomorrow for the workout, they do expect additional teams will commit to actually uh, be in attendance or at least send some video of the workout to all 32 teams as well. Listen, Good luck to Cap. Yeah, we, sh- we should all be sending Cap positive energy. You should all hope Cap gets on a team. I think if you don't want Cap on a team, then you're just one of these Negroes who wants to complain for the sake of complaining. You know what I mean? When, when Wiley Coyote finally catches the road runner, you got to know what to do with him when you get him. Right. Okay? So if Cap catches the road runner tomorrow, which I believe he will, you, we should all be celebrating that, right? That's yep. what we wanted, right? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Now, what's interesting is that NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell made a public appearance yesterday, and one of the demands that they had was that they would not talk about Colin Kaepernick at all during that time and period that he was at the Paley Center. So he said that he only had 25 minutes and that's why they didn't even want to discuss that right then. Yeah, I mean, plus there's nothing to talk about. The trial, the workout of tomorrow, 12 teams are going to be there. 
Yo, we send Colin nothing but positive energy. I don't see why he wouldn't make a team, especially this year with all of these quarterbacks uh, down and out. All right, now for the second year in a row, Alicia Keys will be returning as the host for the Grammys, so congratulations to her. Yep, congrats. That takes place uh-huh. January 26th at the Staples Center in L.A., and it'll be broadcast live. And Sierra will be hosting the 2019 American Music Awards, so that should be fun. Yep. She's uh, set to host that, so yeah, Black Girl Magic. Voting is still open until November 20th for all categories for the American Music Awards, so you can get your votes in as well. All right, and uh, now let's discuss who considered running for president, but he said his family voted it down. It was actually Mark Cuban. Can you see him running in 2020? That was his original idea, and here's what he told TMZ happened. Oh, no, my family voted it down. No? Yeah, no I would have done it if they said yes, but no, I don't see it. So you don't see any political future? Absolutely. You never know. You never say never. No more. We don't need no more celebrity and chiefs, man. I, I really think that they need to change the qualifications for president. I think that you need to have a certain level of education, and you definitely should have held some type of public office before you get to just be the president of the United States of America. I agree with that. Some definitely some type of public office. Come on, man. Now, here's an update on what's happening with Eric Holder. That's Nipsey Hussle's alleged killer. He has pleaded not guilty to all six charges brought against him last month, as you know. How do you do that? We all seen the video. Now, as a defense attorney tried to have the two attempted murder charges dropped, a judge denied that motion. And now they're saying his trial is expected to begin in February of 2020. So the prosecution is saying that Eric Holder is guilty of attempted murder because of that same kill zone theory. They say he may have only targeted one victim, but due to his mode of attack, two firearms, he had intent to kill everyone in a particular zone, especially given that his initial target was not moving. So that is uh, what's happening right now. I just want to keep you guys updated on what's going on with that. And, you know, and once a day I think about Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. His, his murder just hit different, and it hasn't even been a year yet. But every day, at least once a day, I think to myself, they really killed Nipsey Hussle. Right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Yes, we're going to talk about this really unfortunate shooting that happened at a Southern California high school that left two teenagers dead. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. What's happening? Let's get in some front page news. Now, congratulations to Carmelo Anthony. He's expected to sign with the Portland Trailblazers. Yes, indeed. Peace to the God, Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. He's back in the NBA. I'm excited about that. Yeah, only thing I don't like is I don't like when they give even guys like him, guys like Dwight Howard, these non-guaranteed contracts. Like, yo, come on, man. They are the epitome of veterans. They provided a lot for the league. At the least, they should get a veterans minimum. Is all that money the NBA making? Yeah. got to give Melo non-guaranteed contract? Get that man a veterans minimum at least. Now, also, in Monday night, uh, uh, so Monday night Thursday night football. The Browns beat the Steelers 21-7. But everybody was talking about the fight that happened. The quarterback actually got hit in the head with a helmet. Yeah, I've watched this like five different times this morning. Mm-hmm. And there's a way Miles Garrett could spin it. But I'm not his PR, so I'm not going to give him no well, how, how We do have it? audio of Miles Garrett talking about him attacking uh, Mason. I made a mistake. And I lost my cool. And, you know, and I regret it. You know, it's going to come back to, to hurt our team. You know, the guys who, who jumped in the the... the Scrum. I appreciate you know, my team having my back, but it just never got to that point. That's on me. 
Yeah, I yeah. mean, listen, Miles Garrett was dead wrong, you know what I mean? But he could have easily just said, look, man, he called me a nigga at the bottom of the pile. And, you know, I just reacted, you know. That's it. Well, Mason Rudolph actually <laughs> also commented on Miles' attack on him. Pretty cowardly, kind of pretty Bush League, which, you know, there's plenty of tape out there to watch. I haven't seen it replay, but yes, I, I really haven't seen it, anything like that, yeah. How do you feel? I'm fine. I'm good. That was the quarterback that got hit in the head with the helmet. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the Browns quarterback actually spoke about it. We have his audio, too? That's inexcusable. I don't, I don't care, rivalry or not, uh, we can't do that. That's that's kind of the history uh, of, you know, what's been going on here lately, hurting yourself, and that's just endangering the other team. That's inexcusable. He knows that. Hey, listen, he's right. Miles' move was all emotional, but this is a prime example of, look, man, some people's, like I always tell y'all, some people's, Two is another person's ten. Miles just took it to ten for no reason. Yeah, but there was no reason for that. But you know, but that's the point. You don't know that when you get into it with somebody. What's wrong with your headphones, bro? They've been broke. Uh Oh, but you don't know that when you get into it with somebody. You get into it with somebody and they do something like that. You're like, whoa! You don't take the helmet off and smack him over the head. You got to know who you're getting into it with. He didn't know. And I'm not saying Miles. What the quarterback do? He just got hit. That's my point. Miles is just one of those people that takes it to the 10 for no reason whatsoever. You got to know that before you get into altercations with people. Well, I want Miles on my squad, then, just in case. Yes, you do. <laughs> Miles is willing to go above and beyond. What else we talk about, Yee? Well, let's talk about this really unfortunate, sad, tragic shooting that happened in a Southern California high school. Saga's High School in Santa Clarita It's now two people, two victims, a 16-year-old girl and a 14-year-old boy have died at a hospital. Mm-mm-mm. There were three other students who were wounded, and the shooter, who is Nathaniel Burr, the suspect actually shot himself as well, and he's in critical condition. The shooting did start before classes started, and it only lasted 16 seconds for all of this to happen. They said they did feel like he knew he was down to his last bullet when he shot himself. Now, authorities are trying to figure out what happened, what made this happen. At first, they thought that there was an Instagram account that they believed to be linked to the suspected shooter, but a spokesperson for Instagram said the account did not belong to the suspect, and that account has been suspended because it violated their codes as well, so you can't see that at all anymore. And people are trying to figure out what went down. I think uh, they were saying that, from what they know, there were signs of trouble at home. They said the suspect's father, Mark Burhau, was arrested in 2015 on suspicion, a suspicion of attempted battery on his spouse. And they did uh, cite insufficient evidence. The father did then die of a heart attack in December of 2017. But they said he was an avid sportsman who loved big game hunting. So as they tried to figure out where he pulled this gun out from, how he actually managed to get that gun, it could be because his father was a hunter and owned several weapons is what it's seeming like right now. Yeah, and as parents, if we do own guns or we have guns in the house, we have to make sure those guns are locked up, those guns are hidden. I know a lot of times we have teenagers and we're like, oh, no, our child will never do that. It's okay if they know what a gun is. No, we have to make sure a child can be very emotional, a teen can be very emotional. You never know when they go and get that weapon. So we have to be very, very careful. I, um, Of course, everybody knows my dad is a, a retired police officer. And I remember I was playing basketball in the backyard. And I was playing against this kid that was way bigger than me. He knocked me on the floor. And I said something. He said, my mother. So I ran upstairs. I got my pop shotgun. And I brought it out and I pointed it at him. I didn't shoot, thank God, but it could have went that way just because I knew where my dad's gun was. You know what I mean? So we just got to be extra careful when it comes to okay, that. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I like that story. And the reason I like that story because it's, it's, it's a story somebody can learn from. But I don't believe that story because you also fell in the club with Nelly and Nelly had to come uh, help you get back up. So I do not believe that you got knocked to the ground, ran upstairs, grabbed a gun and came back and pointed at somebody. That's just me, though. It has nothing to do with nothing. I just wanted to say I don't believe that story. No, you don't but have to. I will say these school shootings, 
just seems what so... What does one have to do with the other? These school shootings just seem so normal to me now. You know, like when we hear about them every few months, and the only reason I'm not completely numb to it is because I have kids. I just don't know what to do about this issue other than treat schools like the airport. Like, all schools need metal detectors, armed security. When kids come into school, they got to get treated like they're going through TSA. <laughs> but you got to be also extra... I know we got to go, but we got to be extra careful with, with, with these kids and their feelings, and we have to make sure we that, that we, already, we talk. But it's things that we don't think about. What do you mean? The other day, right, my son is playing basketball, mm-hmm. right? He breaks his kids' ankles. They're just playing a game. Like, we do it all the time. So I thought it was cool. I posted it. My son wrote, but you couldn't see the kids' faces. But when the kid got to school the next day, when he walked into the cafeteria, they, they were still like, thinking about getting his ankles broke. They were, still, <clears throat> they were yelling, breaking ankles. And my wife called me and was like, maybe you should take that down. Uh, oh yeah, God. it is kind of your fault for but posting it. I didn't think about it. I'm like, my son did good, and I was just excited about it. But you know, you don't think how could it, it, it could affect somebody. Listen, I, you, somebody broke my ankles all the time. It was basketball. Yeah, hurt people hurt people. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, these people that are hurt, they just go around redistributing that pain to other people. So I understand what you're saying, but God damn, man. You can't make fun of breaking somebody's ankles. That, that's what I said. I said my, I said this, my oh son my did good. I was excited. Man. I'm a father. Like, I'm it would be annoying when like uh, 1.5 million people watch it. Teach your kids some defense. Michael Jordan got crossed over by Allen Iverson. You don't see him out of him crying. I about told it. my wife the same thing, and she said, "Rashawn, that's not right. Take it down." So I, How do you think all the people that used to play against the man one players used to feel? I said the same. Skip thing. to my Lou used to embarrass the hell out of people all the time. Were we supposed to cry for them? Yes. Man, I said the same thing, but anyway, they're a little younger. He's okay. a teen in high school. All right, well, I took it down. That is your front page news. You buckled, but you the I guy did. that ran upstairs and grabbed a gun on somebody. I, I did buckle. Right. I buckled. My wife told me to take it down. She the boss. All right. right. <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> Michael Rubin will be joining us. We'll kick it with Michael Rubin. Oh, that's Rubin. my guy. I love Michael Rubin. Yes, he's, uh, he's, he's not a... He doesn't call himself. He's a partner of the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes, so we'll kick it with him, and we'll talk about everything. All right, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. He's back. Yes. Michael Rubin. Welcome back, sir. Your, your official title is Philadelphia 76ers partner and Reform Alliance co-chair. That's right. I like it. Glad to be here. Excited to be here. You know, Glad to have you back. It's interesting because I hear your name a lot when it comes to um, people who talk about white men are white people who didn't know exactly what was going on in the system, but when they found out, it was like they just had this awakening, and now they're all in on doing what's right. And want to make a change. You know what? Sometimes uh, you can be oblivious, and then something can wake you up. And uh, going through what I went through with Meek a few years ago, I don't know how you could. I don't know how you couldn't be woken up to it. I mean, it was one of the most disgusting and disturbing things I've ever seen in my life. So, mm-hmm. definitely was a hard wake up, and uh, it's a pleasure for me to have the opportunity to make a real difference about it. Now, I was talking to you outside. You said the Pennsylvania state legislator uh, will vote on this bill soon. Now, now tell people what this bo- this bill is and, and why you're nervous about the outcome. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm always nervous about anything before it gets done. That's my personality. So mm-hmm. the Reform Alliance is 100% focused on changing the laws that affect probation and parole. You know, I think you guys know the numbers. There's 6.7 million people in the system mm-hmm. in America, stuck in the system, five times the rate of incarceration of the rest of the world. But four and a half million are on probation and parole, so it's two-thirds of the system. Mm. So in Pennsylvania, we're actually the third worst state in the country. So one in 35 people are on probation and parole in Pennsylvania. So we've got a bill focused 100% on probation. 
uh, both um, House Bill uh, 1555 and Senate Bill 14 that are focused on doing three things. The first is uh, putting limits on how long you can be on probation. So they'll put limits of two years on misdemeanors, five years on felonies. Mm -hmm. By the way, the majority of states have limits on how long you can be on probation, but Pennsylvania has no limits. So I think you guys remember, Meek was on probation for 12 years and had another six years left, so he had 18 years of probation. Mm -hmm. I just met somebody with 23 years of probation. That's it's impossible crazy. to not screw up. There's no way. Yeah. None of us could be on probation. I couldn't be on probation for a year. So this puts limits on how long you can be on probation, number one. Number two, it really stops you from being able to go to prison for not committing a crime. Mm -hmm. There are, in Pennsylvania, 25% uh, of the people that go to jail and prison each year go for technical violations. They didn't commit a crime. You're late to see your probation uh, officer. You're not going to go to prison for that. By the way, Pennsylvania is spending $100 million a year putting people in prison who haven't committed a crime. Mm. Crazy. Is there a lot of private prisons in Pennsylvania? Got to be, right? I don't. I think it's more the stupidity of the system, to be honest. I'm okay. sure there are some, and mm -hmm. I'm not an expert on the private prisons versus the public prisons, but I can tell you that, I mean, it's just fundamentally a broken system. And then the last thing is um, giving kind of benefits for good behavior to reduce your probation. And uh, we're hoping this gets done in December. And this could be maybe the biggest thing to happen in criminal justice reform. But what do people do? Like, we always talk about what, you know, people listening, they always feel call like they your can't do anything. What can call they do? your state reps and tell them, we got to get House Bill 1555 and Senate Bill um, 14 passed. And by the way, like, some of the stories you see are crazy. I don't know if you guys saw last week, Meek and I went to prison. Did you guys see the story last mm -mm. week of... So he went to visit a prison. Yeah, we, we went to yeah, visit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. That shows, Short little that, that shows the un unawareness of you know, someone who grows up middle class. Yeah, I got you. I think sorry, I did not go to prison. I mean, Meek and I went to visit prison. We heard about the story. Uh, by the way, same judge as me. Crazy story. So a guy who was 19 years old mm -hmm. was a lookout man for a robbery where I think it was like $300 involved. And he went to prison for I think it was eight or ten months, and he he paid, you know he should have gone to prison. He was part of a robbery, you know he, he you know he paid his price. He got um, probation, ended up having ten years of probation because the same judge he gives you probation. Ten years probation. Yeah, he got five up front, and then he couldn't pay his fine, so he got another five, I think. So he's had ten, so he's been on probation. He's now twenty nine. He's been on probation for ten years. He's never committed a crime in the past ten years. Mm -hmm. He's been sent to prison twice because the first time he didn't get his GED. He couldn't afford to pay his fines. Oh, I did see that case somewhere. And, mm -hmm. and, and, he, and this guy just this guy went to prison the first time for one to two years. And then just about a year ago, he had $1,900 in back fines. And he got sent to prison for another 18 to 36 months. Damn. So basically, it's like a debtor's prison. It's like, you're poor. We're putting people in, in, in prison for being, poor. Being poor. For, for being poor. Yeah, I saw Meek post that. And is that the same case where the guy couldn't pay his child support or something, too? Yeah, this guy, by the way, this guy's got two kids with special needs. That's him, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's making $600. He's, he's taking. He's staying home, taking care of his kids. He's making $600 as a part-time janitor. He gets put in prison. I mean, like, if you look in this country, you say, you tell two-thirds of the country about this, they would never believe it's possible. Right. How is someone going to, to prison for not being able to pay their fines? You know what's so crazy? I was, I was on probation for over a decade in South Carolina. And I never thought anything of it. And the reason I never thought anything of it, because I was like, it's better than the alternative, going which to jail. is jail. Yeah. You, you know, know what? I'm not sure that you're right. I used to have this debate with Meek, and Meek would say to me, he'd say, Michael, I would take another year in prison to be done with probation, because he knew, he'd say to me, I'm just waking up every month thinking, when am I going back to prison? And this guy, Meek and I spoke to him, Maurice Hudson, and he kept saying to me, like, I just know I'm going to go back to prison. So it's funny you say that, 
that you didn't think you were going to go back to prison because the way me grew up and the way this guy Maurice Hudson grew up, it's just the expectation that part of being on probation is you go back to prison multiple times while you're on probation. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. I think that being on probation for that amount of time is wrong, but I just didn't think anything of it. I mean, did you have the fear? Did you have the fear that you were going to go back to oh, prison? all the time, man, especially when I used to smoke weed, you know what I mean? Because I thought that I would have to, you know, go in yeah, and fail my piss test. So I would yeah. be taking the, the golden seal and the cat's claw and all of that to try to clean your system out. It was just too much pressure, so I just stopped smoking. Now, you mentioned Meek's judge. Uh, whatever happened to her? It, it, was she thrown off the case? She, 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 was, she was thrown off a of Meek's case. Mm -hmm. She's still a practicing judge. She's got another three years left. Um, to me, it's actually an embarrassment that she's still on the bench. Like, I have respect for most people in the system. Mm -hmm. She's one of the people where I say the system's broken and allowed her to do what she did, but she's fundamentally a flawed individual who um, is not fit to be a judge, and she's still on the bench today. Uh, putting people like Maurice Hudson in prison because they can't afford $1,900 in fine. By the way, you know what it costs to be in prison? And I hate to even approach it from an economic perspective, mm -hmm. but I try to, you know, appeal to all people. Like, right, right, right. We, we see it one way, and, mm -hmm. you know, I think from an economic perspective, we see it another way. It costs like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year to keep somebody in prison. So someone can't afford $1,900 in fines. You now put them in prison for 18 to 36 months. So it's going to cost the government of Pennsylvania $100,000, and you're ruining their lives and screwing up their kids right. for $1,900. How much free labor do they get out of these guys, though? It might cost them fifty thousand to keep them in, uh, in prison, but they might do two, three million dollars a year in free but even, labor. But even when it, they get it, out, they it, still it, owe nineteen hundred dollars. That that doesn't. But this his, guy, let me tell you, this guy, he had the right intentions. He, you know, like this, this guy, he couldn't. He, he, he's like oh, the other thing. He went to, to to prison for the first time. It was three things. He didn't get his GED. He had an under the table job. Okay, guess what? When you're on probation, how hard is it to get a job? Hell right? yeah. Right. So it's like the system is set up to keep people stuck in the system, and that's why, you know, we're not merging worlds as quickly as we need to. Are there any updates on getting uh, Maurice Hudson released? Because when I see stuff like that, I'm going to be honest with you, I'll be like, bro, I can pay this for him. So we, I, paid, by the way, I, I paid it the day I saw it. I mean, okay, I, yeah, okay. I, and then I'm like, okay, we're getting everyone together. We're getting Meek's legal team together. How are we getting this guy out of prison? And by the way, that it was also Meek's judge. It was like everything about this said we have to help this guy. So, so he's still in? He's, he's been in for over a year. Even after the fines are paid. After the fines are paid. So he's got no fines due. So he's now got um, the Superior Court, which is one court above the Common Police Court, which is where Judge Brinkley is, is looking at this case now. And I think they're going to look at it at the latest in January. But again, why are you guys so helpful getting the message out for people who are in prison who didn't commit crimes like Maurice Hudson? It puts pressure on people to do the right thing. And that's why, you know, it's so important to talk about these. All right, we got more with Michael Rubin. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We've been on a track. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with partner of the Philadelphia 76ers, Michael Rubin. You get backlash from, from all the stuff that you do from the judges and talking about the judges and talking about the system. Do you have any problems? Anybody yeah. take shots at you, anything like that? Well, what are you laughing about? Your hair looks mad daddy Yankee-ish. Yo, man, like, leave my hair alone. Like, it's distracting no, but, me. First, like, first, it's... first of all, I walked in. I actually was distracted by him because I thought he looked in such better <laughs> yes, shape. No, I was, I was, I'm like, last time I saw this guy, he was pudgy. Now he's like, now he's in, now he's in good shape. So I was like, got hair I'm the, I'm the fattest guy in the room now. So I'm like, I'm not eating for like, I'm, I'm going on a starvation diet right now. I have now. hair plugs. But you I'm do. Just, I'm just letting my hair grow. That's Yo, you see, you, you've seen LeBron up close and personal, right? Okay, so I'm going to, listen, I'm the most transparent person. Come here. Hold on. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm not touching that. Hold on. Tell him it's real. I want it's to... not. I don't care what that. Don't touch it. Hold on. Okay. I'm gonna tell you guys a story. It's gonna make you crack up right now. Okay. Real. It's. I believe it's real. Thank you. Hold on. I'm That's because he believes in you. Hold on. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you a story. This shows you how comfortable I am with myself. I'm at the All Star Game this past year, and I had had um, about ten too many drinks, mm -hmm. and uh, I was talking to Mav Carter, who I'm sure you guys know, and yeah. I was like, really, Mav? Yeah, I was out of my mind. So I was like playing with Mav's hair. I'm like, man, I gotta get hair like you. 
He's like, Ruben, I'm going to change your life. Okay? He says, let me show you these pictures of Bron. He shows me these pictures of LeBron and, uh -huh. and his hair um, a long time ago and his hair today. He said, hair is here you need to call. And literally... Um, I did it, and I have a lot more hair. So you got hair so plugs, too? They're not plugs, man. I, I don't have not, plugs. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. They're not plugs. Tell me what you it is. You take the follicles from the back of your head yeah. to the front of your head. By the way, go ahead. I'm not shy. Yeah. It looks good. My hair looks good, so you know what? That's it's not mine. It's like mine grow. No. Uh, uh, hold no, on. I know what it is now, Michael. I saw a picture of him in the doctor's office. There's a picture of him. I know it is. He was in the office I went to in Chicago. I know it is. DJ Envy. He was there. He's coming out with a marketing campaign. It's the hair plug. See, I keep saying hair plugs. So it's, you can say they're not hair plugs. It's that follicle. Follicle. Yes, it is. It's not no damn follicle. You follicle. <laughs> you, you, bro. Listen, I had 2,500 <laughs> follicles from the back of my head to the front of my head. I got. I you got were ball bald. I mean, I was balding, and I got to tell you something. It was like one of the better things I did. It was like it was two days. It was great. So you know what? What's going on in your head? I don't know. What's oh, you don't want to see mine. I ain't uh, got no he haircut. He needs more than follicles. But I'm, 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 I'm going out like this, bro. I'm just going to tell you right I'm now, what I received. let me tell you something right now. Everyone I talk to, when they see it, they're like, how do I get this? I must have sent 50 people to this guy so far. But that's not me. I got hair here. Yeah, I, you know, right. So back to the the, the the judge. Is there any back? Oh, oh, I just want to say we may need to do an independent audit and study of your hair. <laughs> we may need to test it right now. I agree. And we also need to test him to see if he's taking like weight loss drugs or something. I agree. This, this, guy, this guy, he does look pretty good from the from the last time he was the skinnier. He was in big hoodies before. Now he's in like yes. slimming t-shirts. Hair makes you look younger. <laughs> I'm serious. That's why I moved the hair from the back of my head to the front of my head. And every day his hair texture changes. That's why I kept distracting me. Every time he talked, I'm like, I'm not looking at him. And I looked at him and it was just shiny and black. I'm like, yo, this guy looks really Dominican today. It's real daddy Yankee. Back to the backlash now. <laughs> Are you getting any backlash from uh, the judges or the system at all? So, um, so the answer is, of course, like, first of all, as we just displayed, I'm someone who doesn't really give a about what anyone thinks. I just mm -hmm. always do what I think is the right, right thing. Um, so, yes, you're certainly... When you go and try to change a fundamentally broken system, and the criminal justice system is really broken, there's going to be lots of people that aren't happy with it. But the one thing that I always try to do is work together with everybody, mm -hmm. and I think that goes a long way. I think that's kind of a business approach. Like, I'm not someone who's like, you know, I see things like just one way, and I can't compromise, and I can't be open-minded. So for me, I look at the issues we have with law enforcement. Mm -hmm. But I think there's lots of good people, great people in law enforcement. Absolutely. Who are protecting us and who are keeping us safe. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. And I make sure to thank them every time I'm in contact with them. And I make sure to, there's lots of good judges and there's lots of, you know, great people that work at the prison. So I look and say, there's more good people than not good people in the mm -hmm. system, but the system's fundamentally broken. But yeah, of course you're still pissing lots of people off. I mean, don't forget when I, you know, when this thing happened with Meek, everyone told me I was nuts. People mm -hmm. were like, Michael, you are out of your mind. This is going to be bad for your business. We were getting letters to fanatics saying we're not going to buy from you anymore. People were sending letters to the Sixers saying they want to cancel their tickets. I just didn't care. Like, you know, you know, for me. What did your partners think, though? Well, look, and I was really fortunate because, um, you know, Josh Harris and Dave Blitzer are the two managing partners of the Sixers. And basically, look, they knew Meek and they were like, listen, we've known this guy for years. He's a great guy. You support, like, we're behind you in whatever way you want. Nope. They were great. By the way, Adam Silver, he was the first phone call I made. He's like, Michael, I've known you 20 years. Like, I trust your judgment. If you tell, you know, I've met me before, but if you tell me this guy's good, I'm behind you. So, fortunately, being part of the NBA was like, you had complete support from the league office and from, from the two managing partners of the Sixers. And it was great. I mean, the NBA usually does stand for what's right, except for when it comes to China. You know, look, one thing I've learned, I have become immersed in the issue of criminal justice reform. I know a lot about it. The, the, the dynamics in China, I can tell you, I wouldn't begin to really understand them. Like, I was in China when that happened randomly. Nothing mm -hmm. to do with um, the NBA. 
And like you talk to people in China, you talk to people in Hong Kong. I was just like asking questions. It's such a complicated issue. The one thing I've learned from that, just watching that from the outside, is I speak on things I really understand. I don't talk about shit if I don't know what I'm talking about. You um, are y'all are gonna roll this out to other states? This bill? Definitely, hundred okay. percent. So our goal is to get it right in Pennsylvania first, mm -hmm. which we hope to get done uh, by the end of the year. Um, that's why we need everyone to call their reps and tell them how important getting. Um, Senate Bill um, 1555 and, and I'm sorry, House Bill 1555 and Senate Bill 14 passed R. Once we get it done, we're going to go to five or six states next year. Some of the bigger states will be Georgia, worst state in the country. 700,000 people in Georgia on probation. Wow. 700,000 people. Virginia got to be a you know, It's funny. I'll, t I'll tell you a funny story. It, 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 thank God it's like it, it came out the right way, but I was I was with um, Quaver a few months ago and Said, yeah, Quavo, and, I, uh -huh. and I said, but and I looked at myself. Are you on probation? He's like, Why would you think I'm on probation? And I was like, Well, there's seven hundred fifty thousand people on probation in your state, so I just assumed like everyone's on probation. He's like, No, I'm not on probation. But it was just like, Michael, if I didn't know you, I would say that's some racist. And that, and, 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 and but <laughs> you profiled and, the f out of Quavo. No, what I what I actually did was look <laughs> so at how, no, actually what I really did, I, I did not. But what I really did was look at the math. Yeah, one in seven. Yeah, it's either one in seventeen or one in sixteen people in the state on probation. I can't even get my head around that. That's like. 10 football stadiums. That's 10 That's football crazy. stadiums filled with people that are on probation and parole in Georgia. Um, we're going to go after Michigan's another state that mm -hmm. needs a lot of help. Uh, and the big states, like the way we're going to do this, very business you go to Michigan, ask Eminem if he's on probation. Is he? I don't know. You should ask him. He must I, be. Just to balance it out. I, listen, I'll ask everyone. You know me. I, <laughs> listen, I learn, but let me say something. As I told you, the way I learn is by asking questions all the time. All right, we got more with Michael Rubin. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the partner of the Philadelphia 76ers, also reform advocate, Michael Rubin in the building. Now, you mentioned a football stadium. Are you still trying to buy a football franchise? If the right situation comes up, I'd love to do it. Mm -hmm. I was excited about the Panthers. Yeah, what happened with the Panthers? At the end of the day, the owner didn't want to sell the team to me. We had an incredible group together. Mm -hmm. Who was going to buy the team? Why you didn't know? you want to sell you? You hang around too much black people? <laughs> I don't You'd have to ask him. <laughs> How much did you offer him? Um, I mean, it was, we started in, the, and I don't want to get into exact details because we're under NDA, but the price, let me just say the price that was paid was a very fair price. Who was the group? Was it a diverse group? Or? It was a very diverse group. Really? Yeah, it was. Maybe that's probably what it was. Yeah, well, look, I, I, I could tell you, I think it would have been a very good situation, but to answer the question that you asked, would I like to do it? I love what I'm doing, but if the right situation comes up, I would definitely do it, but it's not like if it doesn't work out, I'm good too. I, I want to talk Colin a little bit. Do you have a relationship with Colin? I know Colin pretty well. Do you ever use your influence among NFL owners to, you know, get him a job? Because he's getting a tryout this Saturday. I know Colin well, well enough. I certainly would love to see him back in the league. I think it would be great for a lot of reasons. Have you ever used your influence, though, with the owners? Like to say, hey, uh, man, you Robert, know, sign Colin. Look, at the end of the have I pushed the agenda mm -hmm. over the years? Absolutely. At the end of the day, here's what I can tell you. When you own a sports team, whether it's an NBA team or an NFL team, you wake up and go to bed if you're a good owner obsessed with, with how to win. And I can tell you, I think that this, that Colin having a tryout coming up and having a lot of teams attending and every team watching him is a great step to getting him back on the football field. Um, you've got to applaud the NFL and Roger was very smart for partnering with Jay and Rock Nation. I, I think so. Well, what did you think about that? Because a lot of people were mad about that. Well, they're wrong. Yeah, was it wrong? <laughs> no, anyone who's mad is dead wrong. Roger... And the NFL was brilliant for partnering with, with Jay and Rock Nation because I think they recognized opportunities to, you know, to learn from Rock Nation, to, to, to have good input and advice coming from Rock Nation. What I've learned about Jay is I haven't seen him ever care about money. 
He cares about making the country and the world a better place. And so when I think when the NFL and Roger approached him, I think, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but I think what went through his head is I can make a real difference from the inside. This is one of the biggest platforms in the world. Mm -hmm. So I don't think he really gave a about producing music or about, you know, halftime. I think that was, you know, for him where he could help the NFL and add value. But I think what he really wanted to do was work together um, to, to solve problems. And and, to, 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 and I think that's great for the NFL. I think it's great for Jane Rock Nation. I think they've got, you know, a great partnership that could produce incredible results. So when people say to me, they think Jay sold out, it's a, it's a, and honestly, it's a joke. And why would he sell out? This is the bottom of the ninth inning for him. It's, like, forget about this. <laughs> there's not even any money involved. This, this, yes. this, this money to Jay is like, you know, I think it's what he spent on watches that he sent out to his friends for the charity thing that's coming up tomorrow night. So mm -hmm. this is, you know, there's, there's no money involved in this. I got to tell you something. Again, say whatever you want about the NFL, but you've got to give Roger and the NFL credit for saying these guys could be helpful and listen to him. So if you think Jay wasn't out there pushing this agenda, you know, of course he wasn't. You got to give Roger credit for listening, the NFL credit for listening. The NFL, I think, from my perspective, is doing everything they had, can to help facilitate this now. And now Cap's got to go out and seize the opportunity. Yeah, there's been some rumors uh, that Jay was influential in getting Cap the tryout. I think that's right. Do you think he's a PR stunt by the NFL? I don't. At the end of the day, remember one thing. The NFL cannot make any team sign him or not. And here's the most important thing I want to tell you. If you own an NFL team, you'll do anything to win. If Colin can give a team a better chance of winning, they're going to sign him. And now what you've seen is before there might have been a feeling that, hey, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Now there's like, there's a push from the This is definitely a push from the league. And you can't debate that this is a push from the league. Why do you think he was blackballed to begin with? I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to give you a different perspective. I think it was just a complicated issue. I, I don't think he was. That's my honest opinion. Mm -hmm. But I, there also there's now a push to get him back in the league, and there's a big difference. And so now you have the league out there saying, hey, let's create this tryout. Let's get as many teams there as we can. We hope somebody let, signs him. Yeah, we, yeah. Let, let's send the video to everyone. Let me tell you something. If he looks great, he's going to play in the NFL again. Yeah, because, I mean, to me, that was just a bat signal to tell teams, like, okay, you can sign him. Like, the NFL said, we hope that he gets signed. Now, what's your relationship with Drake? Um, yeah, we're, I mean, I have a good relationship. Are you mentoring him at all? Or no, mm -hmm. no. We're more bantering friends during 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 the NBA. Either gambling friends or bantering friends. The, 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 those are the two. I, I will say he did get the better of me during the basketball season. I got a, uh, you know, I got many pictures of him in Sixers clothes because I I do think he really was cursed. If he, whatever clothes he wears, you did get the opposite reaction for. So, um, you know, we had we had a lot of back and forth during the season, and we hang from time to time. When, but um, when Kawhi Leonard hit that shot last year, oh boy. Do you really want to make me say it again? Yeah, like, like, I'm a happy person. What, what, you, <laughs> what did you feel like? What did oh, Michael, let, me what I, let me tell you what I feel like. I'm going to actually give you, like, a, I'm going to reincarnate it for you. Like, literally, the shot went up, and it bounced. I stood up, and it went like this because I was on the other side of the court. And I, st I had four seconds of complete happiness. Right. Because the ball bounced. For, I was literally in the air. Like, I thought it was overtime. And then the place goes crazy. And I'm like, I was confused. I was literally confused. I'm like, what is going on? And then, like, I had to, I just sat there, like, and watched it for like two minutes. I looked at my daughter. I looked at my mom. I said, "Let's go." <laughs> we left. Damn. And, and, and and then I got the barrage from Drake. Then I got the the the, the Instagram <laughs> story of him in the Sixers short saying, uh, "Nighty night to Joel, me in bed." And you know, I got a, a bunch of bantering text messages, and um, and that was it. What um are y'all trading Ben Simmons? I saw. Uh, uh, Ken, I think I saw Kendrick Perkins yesterday yeah. say that y'all should trade Ben. Simmons. Yeah. Look, look. I don't ever. I don't ever talk about individual players. It's just that mm -hmm. you know, we got a great, great GM in Elton. Um, I can tell you, look, I'm, I'm a huge believer in Ben, but I'm not, you know, this is, you know, it's Josh and, and David's team, and it's, it's ultimately Elton's the GM, and so he makes all the personal decisions. Well, do, you, do you pay attention to what they say on ESPN? Because, like, they're picking Philly as a favorite, but they're like, yo, Ben Simmons, 
it's a jump shot. Sixers will go to the finals. I think I saw Stephen A. Smith say that. Yeah, of course. I mean, you, you ask me if I'm normal if I watch ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I've, I've got some bit of <laughs> yeah, normality yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. I do watch ESPN. Look, when you're a athlete in a professional sport, when you're in, involved in, in, in ownership or partner in a team, you need to be thick-skinned. And so, you know, like, I mean, there's been rumors about every player, you know, like every player has rumors every year. So I only, you know, you, you, you see it, but it doesn't even phase you. Y'all are some good pieces, though. We also gained some Jimmy good Butler, JJ Reddick. Yeah. Like, we, ugh. We, we gained some good pieces. Look, I'm, look, I'm, I think we've got an incredible team. I think we can do um, great things this season. I'm really excited. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, nothing would be, give me greater pleasure than to, uh, be holding the trophy at the end of the year, and uh, and then also be able to pick back a Drake a little bit. How do you feel when these players <laughs> want to leave, though? You know, and when Jimmy Butler wanted to go and JD Redick wanted to go, how yeah, do you feel? I got to tell you something. One of the things that I've had to learn is you, you need to compartmentalize your relationships. So I think the team has to do what's best for the team. The players have to do what, what's best for each other. You know, I think generally when guys that who were, and by the way, you, if you look at the math of a of a team, there's so much turnover in any league. I think whatever 35 percent yeah, yeah. a year. So you just you, you learn it's business, and that's why I don't become emotional about it. Other than for the after this four seconds in uh, in Toronto, and I was slightly emotional. no permanent enemies or friends when it comes to business. Um, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, maybe a few actually, but but I try to keep no permanent enemies or friends. Mm-hmm. I, I keep more friends than enemies actually. Well, we thank you for joining us. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. It's Michael Rubin. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. JMV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk, Monique. It's time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, looks like Monique is suing Netflix for discrimination. She posted, hi, my loves. I can confirm that today I filed a pay discrimination lawsuit against Netflix. I had a choice to make. I could accept what I felt was pay discrimination or I could stand up for those who came before me and those who will come after me. I chose to stand up. I don't have any further comment at this time, but I appreciate all of your love and support. So we will see what happens with this lawsuit because she does love us for real. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of diverse programming mm-hmm. on Netflix. I mean, you have people of all races, all genders, all sexualities, all religions. That's going to be a tough one to fight. God bless Monique, man. I wish her the best. Right. She claims that Netflix allowed Kevin Spacey to use the N-word while on the set of House of Cards without any consequence. Uh, she also says that Kevin Spacey complained to his personal security guards, I don't want N-words on my set anymore. She also used a major pay gap on the show The Crown on Netflix to illustrate alleged discrimination. She says the actress who played Queen Elizabeth II was paid 14000 per episode, less than the actor who played Prince Philip, and it only righted that wrong after there was a public outcry about that. Let, let me ask you guys a question, right? Mm-hmm. You can sue a company even if you weren't the one victim of it? So if I say Angelique gets this paid and Charlemagne gets this paid, it's not for Angelique. Well, she, she does say more? she was a victim because of the offer that she got. Yeah, but I just I don't know. understand how you prove racial and gender discrimination when they have so many different races and so many different genders on Netflix. Like, how do you prove that the whole company is racist just because you didn't get a deal? Well, but you know what? Go, do your thing, Monique. Well, the, well, the part happens. that's racist, I guess she's saying, is the pay, the discrimination as far as pay. Not just that they don't get the opportunity, but they're not getting equal pay. So we shall see what happens. Okay. Yeah, we will see. I know we got a uh, Flame Monroe on next hour. Flame Monroe is from a Netflix show called Day Ready. That's uh, presented by Tiffany Haddish, a black woman, and Flame Monroe is a bl- black transgender. Why <laughs> you stuck him? Transgender, because I don't, I don't know what to call Flame, but he'll be here next hour. She'll be here next she, hour. She will be. We, here. He, well, he calls himself. Well, 
All right, just he, forget she, it. We. Yeah. Okay, let's we'll, we'll move talk on. The flame. We'll talk the flame. We'll talk the flame. All right, now let's discuss J-Lo. She sat down for the Hollywood Reporter's annual Actress Roundtable. She was with Lupita Nyong'o, Renee Zellweger, Laura Dern, Scarlett Johansson, and Aquafina, And she talked about one experience she had with the director who asked her to go topless. A director out of fitting asked uh, me to take my top mm. off. To well, because what? I was supposed to do nudity in the movie. Oh. I remember like being so panicked in the moment, like, oh my God. And then, by the way, there was a costume designer in the room yeah, with me. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a wo another woman in the room with me, and he says this, and I was like, no. You know, luckily, a little bit of Bronx came out, you know what I mean? And I was like, I don't have to show you my... And because I put up a little boundary right there and said no, he, he, he laid off and then later on apologized. But the minute he walked out of the room, the costume time, I was like, I'm so sorry. Wow. Imagine that. You're not even on set or anything, and they're saying, I want to see your breasts before we even film this. So fortunately for her, she did not fall victim, but a lot of people would have. Mm -hmm. All right, Boosie, Boosie Badass, his album, Talk That Ish, is out. So I'm sure you guys are excited for that. I'm going to make sure I listen to that today. Boosie Badass. Also, Tory Lane's Chicks Tape 5 is out featuring Lil Wayne, Snoop Dogg, uh, the whole track listing. I know you guys saw it, and I know you're interested to see this Chicks Tape, listen to Chicks Tape 5. We thought it was only going to be four, and now he has the fifth one out. Uh, of course, you've seen the album cover with Ashanti, which looks amazing. Uh, Fab is on there, Lloyd, Little Wayne, Luda, The Dream, Maya, Mario, Chris Brown, a lot of uh, Jagged Edge and Jermaine Dupri. Mm -hmm. Sounds good, right? Mm -hmm. So far from what we know. Now, Tory Lanez was on, and he was talking about um, Drake, and Drake actually doing the Camp Flognaw Festival. And he was his, on Big Boy, right? Yes, he was Big on Boy. with Big Boy, and here's mm -hmm. what he said. You know, me and Drake laughed about it. It was funny, like, we was dead-ass on the text laughing about Aww. it. But it's just like... Boy, you know you had no business, boy, being at Camp Flognaw. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say back? Nah, he was just laughing. He was just like, yo, that's what for the books, bro. Like, it just, <laughs> <laughs> but you it know just what? didn't matter to him. Like, you got to yeah. remember, like, no offense to whoever was at Camp Flognaw or whatever. But, bro, I mean, come on. Yeah. The kids was on a ride, bro. Like, at the end of the day, it's still Drake. Drop on the clues bombs with Tory Lanez. He's absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tory Lanez is also a founding member of Club Trap 2 Pay. Oh, my goodness. Uh, him, DJ Envy, Tiger, LeBron James. Pretty good company, man. That's a great company. But I don't have a But you know what? At nothing. least Tory Lanez is honest about it. Tiger's honest about it. That's why I respect Tory. Salute to Tory. Oh salute to Tiger. What is, what is Tory having, coming up here? So he gives him way more heart than DJ Envy. <laughs> All right, he's coming up next week. So you and can understand that mine is real. It's not no plug. It's not no it whatever is real. you call it. And listen, a lot of people say it's real because it is their real hair. It might be a transplant from another person. No of your transplant. Body. As, I didn't take no hair from my said, butt, nothing. Arms, pits, nothing. Those are follicles. Okay? They're not follicles. You're going to do a show. You're going to do a new podcast called Meet the Follicles with you and Tiger. Okay? Meet the follicles. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. <laughs> Who are you giving your donkey the to? The follicle family. Huh? Who are you giving your... You heard me. Who are you giving your donkey the to? Follicle rock. Huh? You heard me. Who are you giving your donkey to? Oh, a young man named uh, Rory. Rory uh, Diaz. Okay? He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. Yeah, you... You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm a fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitch. Donkey of the day today. Yeah, it's donkey of the day for Friday, November 15th. Oh, today's payday. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Dropping the clues bounce for payday, goddammit. 
It's that good shape. It's that check that don't go to no bills or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but today's donkey goes to Rutledge Rory Diaz of New Orleans. New Orleans, all right? Salute to everybody who listens to us on Q93 in New Orleans. Okay, dropping the clues bombs for Q93, damn it. Now, today is Friday, so you know what that means. It's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday! And there's some horny-ass people on this planet. And uh, some people have some very weird sexual fetishes. Uh, Rory Diaz, 29 years old, has taken Freaky Friday to a new level. I've, I've never seen this type of freaky. See, Rory was arrested and booked Wednesday night on 10 counts each of sexual battery and human labor trafficking and one count of possession of a controlled, dangerous substance. Now, what in the hell was Corey doing? Let's go to the greatest news reporter that ever walked the planet, Joe Bartlett of WOR for the report, please. An uptown New Orleans... A New Orleans man is facing sexual battery charges after posing as his made-up, handicapped brother in order to obtain a home health care provider that he tricked into changing his adult diaper for sexual arousal. Rutledge says the nurses is loving me, saying the best part of the day is my half feeding him breakfast and giving him a sponge bath. (laughs) Diaz, 29, was arrested and booked Wednesday night on 10 counts each of sexual battery and human labor trafficking in one count of possession of a controlled substance. Police Thursday, in a release, said that Diaz posted ads on social media for home health care for who he claimed was his mentally and physically handicapped 18-year-old brother, Corey. Upon arranging for a home health care provider, Diaz would then pose as Corey while allowing the care provider to change his diaper and obtain sexual arousal under the false pretenses of being physically disabled. Hashtag horny and handicapped. This guy... <laughs> drop on the clues, monster Joe Bartlett. Uh, this, this, this guy pretended to be mentally and physically disabled so he could get his diaper changed. Like, this is his fetish, acting like a baby. Is technology not making it easier for people to get sex, I would think it's way easier to get, like, you know, sex workers, prostitutes, just to hook up with women, period. And I'm sure it is, but Roy doesn't want that. Roy doesn't get off on just being with a woman. He gets off on being a, a, a baby. This is an interesting case study because he told investigators that he suffered severe childhood trauma and being cared for like a baby brought him back to a time and place where he was at peace. I feel him, you know, we all have a wounded inner child inside of us and Roy is trying to find healing for that wounded inner child. I get it. This is the reason why I look forward to being balled up in a fetal position, uh, laid up under my wife all weekend watching X-Men cartoons on Disney+. Plus. Okay, wine-weighted blankets, X-Men cartoons brings me right back to that peaceful, uh, trauma-free childhood life. So, Corey, I feel you, but no. You need therapy. You need counseling. You can't pretend to be mentally and physically handicapped, risking diaper rash for some ass. Just for fun, uh, though. uh, though. Uh, Who do you think Rory's favorite rapper is, Envy? Lil Baby. Lil Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think his second favorite rapper is? Uh, The Baby. Okay, okay. Who do you think his uh, favorite rap mogul is? Uh, Birdman Baby. Birdman Baby. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Who do you think his favorite R&B singer is? His favorite R&B singer, Babyface. Okay, okay. I can see why you would say that. Yee, what do you think his favorite TLC song is? Baby, Baby, Baby. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Steven, you want in on this? Come here, Steven the White Demon. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here, come here. Grab the mic, grab the mic, grab the mic. (laughs) What do you think Rory's favorite rap song ever is, Steven the White Demon? Same as mine, Ice Ice Baby. Hey. <laughs> I was thinking someone always be my baby, Mariah Carey. There goes my baby, Usher. I said rap song. Oh, sorry. 
Stand down. <laughs> now, 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 Diaz was placed in custody at his New Orleans home without incident after police got an arrest warrant. And uh, anyone who believes they're one of Diaz's victims should call Louisiana State Police Detectives at 504-310-7000. Okay, something tells me, though, it won't be a long line of people coming out to admit this one. All right? Please give Rutledge Rory Diaz the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are oh, the donkey <laughs> of the day. <laughs> What's going on? All right. That's weird. Thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. I got you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> All right. Let's keep Freaky Freaky Friday going, damn it. Oh, my goodness. All right. This when we a... come back. Oh, man. Flame Monroe will be joining us. Flame Monroe. Now, if you've seen Tiffany Haddish's Day Ready special on Netflix, then you've probably seen Flame Monroe. Flame Monroe, Flame Monroe is a... Uh, Trans, a member of the trans community. Okay. I don't know whether it's transgender, trans women. I just know he's a member. Ugh. She? Yes. But see, I don't know because his pronouns are different. What, them, they? He says he, she, we, but I'll let him explain. All right. Okay? Oh, I, see, I don't want to keep saying that. I, I, I'll let her, I'll let, I'll let Flame explain. I just want to say that after the show yesterday, you and Flame went drinking. That's right. Me, Flame, and uh, my, my, my homie Bonang. From South Africa. He, he didn't have Bonang on it yesterday. He, well, early, he just said you were flaming. What the flame that said he had? True. As I you were Bo- drinking, Bonang was there as well, well, and so was Andrew Schultz, and Taylor was there. We just had a good time. All right. What the flame said you as, as you kept drinking? I'm not repeating that. <laughs> I'll repeat. I'll let, he actually said, "I'm." A, he, he kept trying to seduce me. Uh, she, she. Oh, he, yes, Flame kept trying to seduce me, and he said, "If I keep drinking, I'm gonna start." So, she, <laughs> Flame is going to start to look like Wendy Williams and me. That's what, that's what, that's what Flame said. My goodness. Flame is crazy. <laughs> Flame <laughs> say something. I don't care what Flame is. All I know is Flame is funny. Okay? And y'all will realize that in about 10 minutes. All right. Flame Monroe, when we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, this next guest. She walked in and she says she has a pistol in her bag. Ladies and gentlemen, Flame! Flame Monroe. Hey, Flame Monroe. Good morning. Now, now Good if morning. you've seen uh, my beautiful sister Tiffany Haddish's Netflix special, They Ready, then you've seen Flame Monroe. Uh, Flame, you have a fan in the room, Taylor. When we said you was coming, she was like, oh, I love Flame. I was, that's my only fan here? Oh, speaking of fans, I you brought you guys some fans. more after you leave. <laughs> I brought fans. I brought you a fan, Envy. Okay, this is you so for much. you. And I brought you this one, dear. What's okay. on this goddamn thing? It's plan? appropriate for you. Well, I know. I know it's some bullshit. Let me Let see me if you see. can pop it. Now, it goes the oh, weight of the fan. How you doing? The Band weight the of the fan. Oh, so all the time, y'all don't be popping Envy y'all already got No, you don't pop your Envy's been doing this for a long time. <laughs> Shut up, man. All right. Shut up. Envy got better dresses at the house than you. I guarantee it, Flame. Flame, I guarantee it. Do you see what that says, Charlamagne? Mother had you. Mother love you. Mother f- Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. I just got fed in the flame. That's all you needed, because I got the one that's important. Can't no bitch do what I do. There you go. <laughs> there now, you Monroe, go. before I ask you who is Flame Monroe, uh-huh. uh, I have to talk about this booking email. He, she, we booking. He, she, we. At gmail.com. Let me explain it. He, she, we. You see that? He, yes. she, we. He, she, we. He, she, we. He, now, she, we is my pronoun. Okay. Because he cash a check, she get the money, we spend it. Same bitch right here. <laughs> he, she, we. 
One bitch. I, the man of me been pimping the woman in me for 25 years. Marcus Parker don't make no money, but Flame Monroe, that bitch is a killer. <laughs> yeah, but checks don't come in Flame Monroe. Yeah, I had to ask because, like, every time uh, Tiffany would hit me about you, she would say he, she, we, and I'm like, I know y'all friends. That's but my own creative pronoun because okay. the trannies of the gay community is so in up in arms about the whole pronoun, what name you call me. Did the check clear? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, all yeah. I need to know. Well, who is Flame Monroe? Most important position I have in life right now is I'm a dad. I have three kids, uh, two 16-year-olds and 12-year-olds um, that are doing brilliantly excellent in school. I'm so proud of that. That's dope. I'm a comedian, just a, a, a well-rounded whole person. Mm -hmm. I don't pigeonhole myself to say, oh, I'm this, I'm this. I'm a part of so many groups. I'm a black man. I'm a trans woman. I'm part of the LGBT community. Only four hours a day, though. Make sure y'all put that on record. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm somebody's daddy. I'm somebody's son. You confused me, Flame. I'm confused. Why only four hours a day? Because I still enjoy my after M, my lesbian stud. So I'm only part of the LGBT community when it's a check involved. See, this shit right here is how I'm going to look right now. When this show is over, this wig going to be in the back of the lift, taking me back to my hotel. So you, you still sleep with women? Only. Only, okay. All right, break this down for me. I, I need this all broken down. <laughs> I'm, co I'm confused, Flame. Yeah, no, 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 I don't need y'all to be confused like that last set of y'all had on here. Let me break it down. What? I am very attracted <laughs> to very masculine. Uh, uh, I'm gonna let, we get to that. I'm attracted to very masculine women and lesbian women that identify as men. Treat me like a woman all day, whether I'm in drag or not, except for the one-hour dance. So 23 hours a day, they're my husband. So if you said, like, masculine men, I'm just masculine using... Masculine women. Masculine women. I'm using characters from movies. Mm -hmm. So, like, Cleo from Set It Off. Oh, Cleo from Set It Off kept me and wet at the same time. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but Jada Pinkett at the very end, when she cut the braids off with the white for you, know, that's, my, that's my look. That's what, that's what my attraction. So I'm just letting you know. Yeah, Younger yeah, men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know who that is. Okay. I'm, I'm old school. I don't know these young-ass rappers. Okay, you got three kids. Three. Two 16s and a 12-year-old. Two 16s, not twins. Yeah, so two 16s. They twins? No. Two months apart. I mean, seven months apart. Two different baby mamas, both named Tasha. Oh, it's a real <laughs> under this week. I just want you to know. <laughs> I had two girls pregnant at the same time. I'm not saying I'm proud of that, but I got full custody of all three kids, so what? So, I'm just so, saying, don't let these <laughs> and this wig fool you. <laughs> Look at that. We show up. <laughs> All three of us. <laughs> so this was before you decided to transition? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, my children were conceived. I was like this. I was a little smaller. But I was like this. I was... Women are attracted to flame. The lesbian women, are attracted, they're attracted to this flame. But you have to get to know the other person. So that was always the issue because this was always the, the hook. This was the bait. Mm -hmm. The hook came later. And the hook did come later. <laughs> so when did you, you know said, who you were? I caught it. I, I caught it. I've always known who I was. Oh. Uh, six years old. <laughs> so, I, mean, you can't I always saw something was wrong. I didn't need that one. Okay. You didn't need that one. <laughs> <laughs> we grew up in the projects in Chicago, and I was six years old. I was a huge all in the family buff. I knew I was different. I knew I was girly and I like girl things and feminine things. So I watched All in the Family. They had a drag queen on there. May she rest in peace. Her name was Lori Singleton in real life, but her name, the character's name was Beverly LaSalle. Mm hmm. And Archie saved her life through, in the show. Archie saved her in the back of the cab, gave her mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. He didn't know that she was a drag queen. She came to the house to pay and thank them, and um, she took a week off. He said, well, how do, Archie thought she was a prostitute. He said, well, how do you girls like to be referred to as Miss, Mrs.? She said, how about Mr.? And took a wig off. I went in my bathroom, and I cried for like an hour because then I knew that I was okay. I knew I was going to be okay. It was somebody else like me. Wow. 
So you used to like wearing women's clothes and stuff back then? Well, I didn't start dressing up as a girl until I was maybe nine or ten, putting on girl clothes. But mm-hmm. I would sneak and do it when my mother would leave. So that had to be tough in Chicago, though, right? No, no, no. This was seventies. It was much safer then than it is now to be a trans person. Gotcha. I'm, I'm gonna say that the truth, and and to be gay, cause. We would fist fight. I was a fight ass. You see them hands? Mm-hmm. But everybody <laughs> lived to tell a story. Right. Now it's, it, these young kids, all they want to do is shoot and yeah. kill. Do you think kids are too soft now? Uh, hell yeah, because of the keyboard gangsters. Everybody get on the keyboard. I hate you. I got 100 dislikes. I, I don't know 100 people. You can't tell me you don't like me. If you don't mean to me, it rolls off of me. Mm-hmm. So what would your identity be? This is what it is right here. Talk to me. All of these labels and titles, you can identify as a blue orange cow, a pink moon, and a green. When you Cream get in the bed with somebody, <laughs> do you want some penis or some vagina? Because they ain't got nothing else. I've been around the world three times. Mm-hmm. If they got some other shit and I ain't had it, I feel cheated. Now, what if there's somebody that just want butthole? Everybody got to ask. That's what I'm saying. But what but if that's, everybody what if that's has all one. they want? It's that's not a that's not a gender. That's not a, a sexual organ. Yeah. That is your butthole. Yeah. You, but everybody has a gender, a penis or a <laughs> vagina. Mm-hmm. So are you transitioning now or I'm wow. transitioning. I ain't changing. Every you I never took. Well, face, well, I'm asking. No, that's a real question. I, can't ask. I never took off anything. I've only added on. I you, never had a desire to take so off. So you didn't anything. cut the you didn't cut your penis off. It ain't going nowhere. Did you just hear me tell you the hook? You wanted them. Oh, okay. Now, Flame, you know a thing or two about fake hair. Oh. Tell me something. Oh, my goodness. Does that man got real hair? Yeah, that's his real hair. Man, stop, Flame. Flame, Flame. For sure, man. How you gonna put the man on flash? You got a damn hat on. That's right, I ain't got no haircut. I ain't got no haircut in my hairline and start right here in the well, middle you, of my you're head. You're not as young as you used to be. No, ma'am. I'm 41. You're not as, you know, you're not as, you don't have that same um. So mm-hmm. my, you might not be Charlemagne the God anymore. You might be like Charlemagne the I used to be a God. <laughs> that, I will always be a God. Oh, okay. But I have I'm going to have to ask your wife about that. Where's she at? <laughs> now, how do your kids feel about it? This is all they knew. Hell, when my children were young, because I've always been right there every day, they thought men without breasts were strange. Mm. So I used to live as a woman before they came, prior mm-hmm. to my children. I stopped living as a woman to dress like a guy because not just for the respect of my children, but for their friends. Because right. little kids are the meanest bastards on the planet Absolutely. and say the worst stuff to other little kids. Is it worse than honest, though? It's honest, but when when you're a kid at six and seven years old, you don't care about honest. You don't want your feelings. Because why your daddy got is an honest question. Well, they all know I was entertaining. All my kids' friends know they're entertainers. So I, I just do what I have to do to make my children have as normal of life, of, of life as possible. All right, we got more with Flame Monroe. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with comedian Flame Monroe. Now, how did you meet Tiffany Haddish? How did y'all hook up? Oh, my God. I met Tiffany Haddish at a club in L.A., the Comedy Union, where I'm having a show at this Tuesday, Shameless Plug, mm-hmm. uh, with some heavy hitters, Delay, Sherwin Ray, and Memphis Will. Y'all make sure y'all watch that. Mm-hmm. Tiffany was there. We were both a lot smaller, and she didn't know I was a comedian, and she came up. She was so cute and innocent. She says, excuse me, can I ask you a question? So adorable. I said, yeah. She said, are you a drag queen? I said, I am. And then they called my name. I went on stage, blazed the room, came off. We just became fast friends. Oh. Tiffany was genuine. She was pure. She was just a good girl all the way around. Pure spirit. And she said that night, she said, Flame, I think you're a star. If I make it, I'm going to come back and get you. Heard this from so many celebrities that right. I know. Ain't nobody stayed true to their word but Tiff. So, Tiffany Haddish, I Love absolutely Tiffany. adore you, Tiffany lady. A real one. I'll fight Tiffany, for Tiffany is a whole woman. That's what you call a whole woman. <laughs> so, Flame, what do you think about the Malik Yoba situation? I don't think much of it. I can't keep up with the d- I suck. I ain't going to keep up with his. <laughs>
That's it. That's all. Uh, let me say about that. What I do watched, you think of when it was up here? I thought that interview was the most confusing that I've ever seen in my whole life. And I'm that? part of the LGBT, ABCDFG, PTSD community. <laughs> I am, because we want all the goddamn alphabets. But oh, it, the world crazy. is not going to see us until we see us. I love you trans sisters before I say this. All that shit about I'm trans attracted, there are beautiful women born in the world. So all that I'm a trans attracted, I'm attracted to a beautiful woman, not the sexual organ, are the lies you tell. In their mentality, they feel like I'm not with a man because you got all the feminine parts, but you still got that tool that I need. That's just real of it. Mm. And I know some of my sisters going to be upset with me, but bitch, y'all ain't going to do well, shit. That's why you... <laughs> <laughs> but that's why you got to have that conversation with them. All I'm there in situations like that is to listen. Just let them, let them, them, let let them, let them talk. Because I, I, to be honest with you, I can't tell them they're wrong. I can only tell them that's not what I learned growing the fuck up. Well, you know, I've been getting heat to say I'm not a full trans woman and... I didn't learn how to be a girl from watching a, a boy. I learned how to be a girl from watching a woman. My mother, my aunties, my grandmother. That's real. That's how we learned how to be girls. So first of all, let's give the respect back to the women. We are female impersonators. Mm. I'm never going to be a woman. Even if I get a, a, a SRS, I still wouldn't be a woman. It's not going to bleed. I still have to have electrolysis in it before I even get it. I'm not going to have any children. And you still got to lube it up. It kind of defeats the purpose because as a connoisseur of the very beautiful vajayjay vajayjay when she wants you you know she wants you it's running down her legs like lotion well see flame that's why it's, it, to be honest with you that's why more people need to give a platform to you i don't want no platform i don't want to be no the but, but no but i don't want you to be the spokesperson but god damn it can somebody talk some reality sometime Listen. Like that's the, that's how that's the reality. But of do the you situation. know how much bashing I get and am going to get behind this in my inboxes? So wow, imagine how much wow. imagine how much we get. We're not a part of the community. Right. right. Oh, Charlemagne, I got about twenty messages more. Test Charlemagne ass up. I say Charlemagne is a cool dude. Y'all just got y'all. Oh, are I thought you meant like wanted to f me. I was oh, almost, no, 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 no. I was flattered for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh my God. I was like, oh, what? It's sounding quite 5150. Yeah. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I was like, 20 emails. I'm hiding them. Oh, the queens are like playing Tetris. I don't know why they asked you, Charlamagne, because people will not allow people to be. And I keep saying, the world is not going to see us. We keep asking for inclusion, 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 inclusion. And if you force feed anything on anyone, you make them hate it. The right. gay community, my community, my community, we are forcing, take us, see us, accept us, let us be with you. I don't, you don't need to get down with my lifestyle. Mm. That don't mean I can't be your neighbor. I can live That's next real. door to this I ain't got to go to his house for barbecue. He probably don't season his food right anyway. I ain't got to go to his house for barbecue, but I can't, we can coexist in the same right. neighborhood if I stop trying to put my lifestyle to make him accept what I am. I don't ask him what he doing. My business ain't his business. His business ain't my business. But that ain't what we want. You we know want. why we could coexist? Because you like to laugh and talk. And at the end of the day, that's all everybody wants to do. And if we can laugh and talk, we good. I don't give a what you are or what you do. We overly sensitive as a people. The nation is becoming overly sensitive. Yeah. That's what's happening to comedy. Everything is so sensitive. You can't say this. You can't say that. You mm -hmm. can't offend this group. They're going to stop burning flags in front Lord of your house and throwing marches and shit. Oh, my God. What did you think about Dave Chappelle's... Uh... I thought that Dave Chappelle was wonderful. I'm a yeah. fan of Dave Chappelle's. And then was spot on with what he said. He only had one thing wrong with the LGBT what community. He said that it was the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender was in the car. Not true. Gays drive, lesbians in the passenger seat, bisexuals in the back seat. It's not even in the car. 
Mm. We on the sidecar riding with them. They only pull us out when it's time for a benefit or some entertainment or parade. But we are not allowed to go into the boardrooms to make decisions on what's happening to our future, to mm. our health care, or to our housing, to our mental status. Mm. They don't do that for us. And it's still a gay white man in America, still a white man in America. Mm. Yeah, what about um, patriarchy? Because I always think, like, in a way it seems like sometimes, like especially when it comes to sports, right? When you see these men competing in these women's sports and dominating. Yeah. I'm like, that don't seem right That's to me. not right. That's like, it's like that's you're trying right. to erase their existence. Let me start some shit. I always say, that's just a man beating a woman's ass for free. Mm. Create a whole thing for trannies to be, compete and do whatever they want to do. But stop putting these men against these women. Now, hold on, I want to read this, um, uh -oh. this headline I saw the other day. I don't, let me. From let, Fliggy Flame. Let me get ready for it. Flame oh. said. Hey, you got your glasses on? This is the Jasmine brand. Says Monique. Flame Monroe lashes out at comedian, questions her husband's sexuality. <gasps> His daddy calling daddy. Ooh, say it again. Now, for why? The what made in the you back? go so hard on Monique? I didn't and go. Now, if, when you see the full interview, I didn't go hard on Monique. Mm -hmm. What I did was told my story, mm -hmm. what she did to me. Because everybody wants to give Monique a pass and feel sorry for Monique. I'm not, I think Monique is very talented. But, bitch, don't take money out of my mouth. You don't know me. You don't know what I was going through. And for you to say that you couldn't work with me because of my lifestyle, you never even asked me my real name. She you never had a, This is why I didn't get the job. She told John Mons and the people at D.C. at the radio station, because I love radio. I've always done radio in Chicago. So I wanted a job in radio. This was 98. We weren't even transparent. So for a tranny to get a job on the radio, it was a phenomenon. Mm -hmm. um, but that's because you're really good, though. You well, thank you, thank I can you. Tell just by this. But she did that, and so I'm packing the house because we had already went through everything. John Mons called and said, "Hey, Flame, what you do to Monique? What you talking about, man? We had a meeting. She threw you under the bus. Said she couldn't work with your lifestyle and woo woo woo. So I hadn't seen Monique. So that was my first opportunity to have a chance to say. It. But she's on the road with a young lady named Jess Niche, who I worked with a month ago in Columbus, Georgia. I told Jess Niche exact story I told on the thing and gave Jess Niche my number. Say, tell her to call me. She didn't call me. So since you didn't call me, I just put it out there. Daddy just happened to be collateral damage. I was just joking. I don't know that, man. I ain't never met Daddy. I don't know what they, what kind of relationship they have. I was just, it looks a little suspect to me. So you said this was 1998. <laughs> yes. What was Monique doing at the radio station? I know she used to do radio later on. What was she doing there? Then? She was, we had got hired to work in D.C. It was John Mons, Monique, and Flame Monroe. Okay. And here's the irony. Six months after the show... All the fat girl jokes didn't work no more. They bought out a contract because the ratings had ploop and wow. got rid of her. Wow. Hopefully you and Monique can, you know, squash well, that or have a conversation. You know, I don't I don't I think she's so talented and I think that everything that she has said has blown up in her face because remember she wanted to boycott Netflix because they were gender biased and sexual biased. They really covered everything. Yeah. So that kind of shoots in foot what she said. Give me your Twitter <laughs> and Instagram flame. Hey, Twitter is Flame Monroe. Instagram is Monroe Flame. I have a YouTube channel. Y'all, please subscribe. I got a Coffee Time video that I do every day. I talk about everything, mostly politics, and just real shit. Flame Monroe. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club.
Well, who is it better to learn how to rap from than somebody like Black Thought? He has announced that he's doing master classes at Carnegie Hall, and those classes will be February 3rd through the 5th, with the focus on rising and professional rappers between the ages of 18 and 35. There'll be 10 rappers who are taught by Black Thought to focus on lyricism, flow, style, and delivery. Hey, man, I think that's a great idea. I think Black Thought would be a master teacher, but yep. I would like some of those kids to know I don't give a damn what you think you'll never be as good as Black Thought, all right? Black Thought is, talent. Black got, Thought is gifted. Yes, you can't teach a You can't sometimes. teach what Black Thought no, has. I'm sorry. Nope. It's just, no. Black Thought is, like, unbelievable when it comes to that rap thing. Right. Okay? All right, well, if you do want to get tickets for the uh, showcase, because there'll be a showcase performance that will take place on February 5th, at Carnegie Hall's Resnick Education Wing, the tickets for the showcase will go on sale on December 11th, and applicants can apply for the workshop online through December 6th. So just so you know, afterward, like I said, there is going to be a showcase. So that's pretty dope. If you want to be a rapper, imagine having Black Thought uh, teach you. And, you know, alongside that, I just want to talk about there's a new uh, play that is coming to Broadway, and this play is actually also being done by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who did uh, Hamilton, he is actually doing this freestyle love supreme and so the idea for it was created by anthony veneziali 15 years ago i guess it's like a freestyle type of play i want to see it it's because it's coming to broadway but it's a hip-hop thing so i'm just putting that out there because i just was reading about that as well i was actually went to go see the tina turner play the musical last night with my mom it was great only thing is and i've never seen this happen in a broadway play before one of the actors got injured in the beginning of the play, she plays Tina Turner's sister, uh, Mars Rucker, mm-hmm. and it was really, it was pretty bad. I think it looked like she hurt her ankle. You just heard her like scream and fall on the floor. I thought it was part of the show at first. Oh uh, yeah, because if you know anything about the Tina Turner story, with Ike beating up on everybody. Mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, uh, he wasn't even in that. He wasn't there. It, like it was early on. It was before she met. Oh, yeah. So it was the the so, woman. So who played the sister for the rest of the show? Uh, they had to bring one of the other actors out to play the sister. But it looked so painful. I felt really bad. They stopped the show for like twenty minutes as they got it back together again. But it was amazing. My mom has so much fun. So wow. if you have a chance to see the Tina Turner musical, make sure you do that too. All right, now let's talk about Spike Lee. He's doing a nineteen eighties hip hop version of Romeo and Juliet. He'll be directing that. So it's called Prince of Cats. And I'm into that. Romeo and Juliet was one of my favorite stories ever growing up. Because, you know, I took Shakespeare classes and everything. So Mm -hmm. if you can see that version, I'm sure that'll be pretty fun to watch. Now, Eddie Murphy will be starring in Beverly Hills Cop 4 for Netflix. What you think about that? I love Beverly Hills Cop, so I'm into that. Yeah, I mean, after seeing Eddie in uh, the Dolomite movie with Rudy Ray Moore, I, 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 I think Eddie can do anything. Eddie's, Eddie's like, we talk about Black Thought being gifted. Eddie Murphy is gifted. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. And I'm looking forward to seeing his stand-up specials, too. And I'm glad this stuff is on Netflix. Like, I'm mm-hmm. glad that he's not chasing the Hollywood, being box office. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, it's something about him being on Netflix that makes a lot of sense. All right. Now, Wendy Williams was opening up about her relationship with Eric B. You know, Eric B. and Rakim. And Eric B. recently got arrested on a 17-year-old warrant. We saw all of that in the news. But she was doing her Hot Topics segment. And she talked about knowing him back in her radio days. Raw, it's so weird that we talked last night because I had no idea this morning we're going to be talking about Eric B. So I never really knew Raw back in the day. I knew Eric B. intimately. Yes. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, it'll play out in my Lifetime movie. A couple of very severe things happened to me while I was involved with Eric B. Um, life lessons, and you'll see it because the movie is a teachable moment. All right, this Lifetime movie seems like it's going to be good because mm-hmm. that will be featured in that as well. So <laughs> I wonder if you're going to be in that Lifetime special, Charlemagne. I have no idea. 
I really don't. But it's interesting hearing Wendy tell a lot of these stories because I've, I've heard all of these stories before. I just can't remember if I heard them on air or off air. Mm. <laughs> All right, now let's discuss Mean Tweets. Jimmy Kimmel's Mean Tweets has returned, and Cardi B, Lizzo, and Chance the Rapper got to read their Mean Tweets. Check it out. At Chance the Rapper, more like Chance the Worthless, Spineless, Bless, Soulless, Purposeless, Virtuous Sellout. Nice Doritos commercial, you piece of <laughs> Lizzo, bus passes and Happy Meals. Two things that I imagine Lizzo has seen a lot of. <laughs> I just watched a muted performance of Cardi B and that bitch just looks loud without any sound on. How I look loud? Suck my I guess it's funnier when uh, you see the ridiculous things that people write and you read it out loud. Right? I mean, I see it all day long. I mean, I know. people say I have hair plugs, that are, and that's just me, bro. a mean tweet. That's not mean. That is just a mean tweet. I don't know that that's mean. You got follicles, bro. To me, it's not. I don't have follicles. Follicle the leader. No, nope. Yes, you do, man. Nope. The diabolical follicle. Yo, yeah. if you was a rapper, you'd be like, the diabolical follicle, something, hair molecules. Yeah, yes. you got it, bro. Nope. You look mad Dominican. I'm not even gonna lie, yo. I'm stuck on you, Envy Yankee, for real. <laughs> you know what though? With the plugs, you should put it kind of on the side right here. It's not. Sides. It's not a plug. You should put some there. If that starts growing back, I know what's up. What do you What do you like better, butt plugs, hair plugs, or the plug for the coke? Which one you like? Huh? Neither. <laughs> D. Neither. D. D. Okay. Oh. Drop one of clue bombs for Envy. Well, that wasn't even an option. Who got time for butt plugs when you can just get the C. D? Nobody even offered you the D. He said A, B, and C. I hey, said D. Neither. Flame, come back, it's Flame. Freaky, freaky, we freaky need Friday. Come back, Flame. We're Flame Monroe and we need him. I hate y'all. Okay. All right, I'm into the year. That's your rumor report. This is bullish. Oh, well, here you go. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, my goodness. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I hate y'all, man. Hey, All right, man. People's hey. Choice mixes up next. Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, don't forget, we're going from the studio to the beach. The Breakfast Club is inviting everybody to our uh, Just Add Water getaway. It's our first international trip. Of course, next year we'll be on this radio for 10 years, and we're celebrating that, all right? Right. So the trip happens June 4th to June 8th, and it's going to be at the Hard Rock Hotel in Riviera Maya. And shout out to DJ SNS. You know, that's where he got married last year. Okay. Also. All right. So make sure you come and hang out with us. We're going to have parties. We got comedy shows. We have a live concert. And, of course, all of us are bringing our podcast, mm -hmm. The Casey Crew, Lip Service, and The Brilliant Idiots. It's going to be live with special guests. So just check out at Just Add Water TBC on Instagram. That TBC is for The Breakfast Club, FYI. Just Add Water TBC. Or you can go to The Breakfast Club, JustAddWater.com and get more information. A lot of people are hitting me up on Instagram and the DM asking me where can they go again. It's The Breakfast Club, JustAddWater.com. And you know what? I want to salute uh, Miss Anita. Salute to Miss Anita. Mm -hmm. uh, Miss Anita. And and her her brother DJ Scipio man DJ Scipio won South Carolina 2019 mixtape uh, DJ award for the fifth consecutive year. Okay, congratulations. Yeah, so salute to, to DJ Scipio man. Uh, Eight oh three. What's happening? Nice. All right, when we come back, positive note, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to everybody in the A, Atlanta. I'll be in Atlanta this Sunday, of course, talking real estate. I'm bringing a bunch of people with me. Credit repair, lenders, auction.com, 
uh, attorneys. I wouldn't mind agents. buying something in Atlanta. They say that's a great place. Atlanta got a lot of great properties there. So we'll be talking about all the great properties in Atlanta and how to get into the uh, real estate industry and create generational wealth. So and, can't wait to see you guys in Atlanta on Sunday. And you know, I just got back from the lip service tour. So I want to thank everybody who came out and supported all the artists and comedians and celebrities who joined us and all of the people who actually attended the shows and had a good time with us. Thank you to all of you guys. But you know, as soon as I got back, I went to go see the Tina Turner musical with my mom. Mm-hmm. So thank you to Jody up here. I heard for hooking me up with those tickets. My mom's a huge Tina Turner fan. Oh. So that was fun for us. Like one of the first songs, the first song I ever knew all the words to was What's Love Got to Do With It. And I remember being in the car and singing that song and my mom was shocked. Like, how does she know the words to this song? Because she used to listen to it so much. So Shout out to everybody at the Tina Turner Play. Amazing experience. And I'll be doing an event with Prudential and Colorcom today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll just be talking about just the investments that we made, getting out of debt and things like that. Things that I'm definitely an expert on getting out of debt. So I can speak on that, no problem. All right. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, man. Uh, five things to tell yourself today and this weekend and really every day of your life. Uh, number one, I am doing my best. Number two, I am worthy of all that I desire. Number three, I am loved. Number four, I am being supported. And number five, man, probably the most important because your first, last, and best love is self-love. I love myself unconditionally. Enjoy your weekend, people. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done?